Hey, Brie. Hey. So what's cracking? Are we starting a podcast or what? We're starting a podcast. But it's more than a podcast. Hi, everyone. Our guest today is Sienna LaRocca. She's a friend of mine and here today to talk all things mentorship. Before we dive into the episode, here's a quick overview of Sienna and her career. Sienna holds a bachelor's degree from the University of San Diego and a master's in communications from Georgetown University. At 19, she was an intern in Apple's communications department, also one of the youngest interns ever, and was there for two years. From there, she was a health and crisis communications intern at ShareCare, which is a company led by the former CEO and founder of WebMD and backed by Oprah Winfrey. After she graduated, she was part of the communications team at Dolby, where she focused on product and entertainment PR, eventually launching the department's first consumer communications efforts. She has since been at Meta for almost six years now, and in that time has had many different gigs, including leading executive communications for the head of Facebook. Since this episode was recorded, Sienna has taken a new step in her career. She recently stepped into a new role as a member of the CEO communications team at Meta, In this new role, she leads product communications across Meta's large product portfolio, social and influencer communications, and measurement and analytics. We have Sienna joining us today. I'm so happy to be here. I'm really excited to have you. I've been looking forward to this episode for a really, really long time. Um, I'm just going to like jump in to this background. And Sienna has lived nine lives since I've, since I've known She's her. A cat. It makes me sound like I'm like 82 years old. Well, also before, and I know your, uh, your background resume is inspiring. And I feel Thank like you. I want to dig a little bit deeper into it. But... First, I feel like it would be interesting to hear about how the process of you and Brie came together with The Bachelor and helping her prepare. I I think Brie actually should run you through the story because I think there was like a ton of initial fear. Um, But I do think that there is something to be said about, you know, I know we're here talking about like mentorship uh, in that experience. Yeah. And I think this is like a really good quintessential. Oh my example God. Of 100%. Well, and to start off, like Sienna has obviously been a big factor in my life and just after school too. And like a lot of important decisions that I, that I made one of them being to go to leave my job at Facebook to go on the bachelor. Um, Sienna was the most vocal in not being supportive of that decision. I think I want to like put an asterisk on it, put an asterisk on it. I think, the role that I was playing was like giving your giving you the full 360 perspective. And I actually want to push back and say that like, I was going to support you regardless, but you better have been damn sure that when you looked in the eye, you were so confident in your decision that like there was no doubts. And that's, that's what I could provide you. And this is what we're going to get into is the power of mentorship because mm-hmm. Sienna yeah. gave me the other side of the story that I probably wouldn't got from anyone else who the decision seemed like a really shiny and something new and something exciting. Yeah. But I felt like Sienna was like very grounding for me in that moment of like, this is like the reality of this, the decision that I'm going to make. And then this is like the reality of the crossroads that I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is probably the best thing a mentor can do for you, honestly. Yeah. And tell you, okay, no, but if you're going to do it, then here's everything what I can do. Yeah. Here's everything. Exactly. And so in that moment too, it was like, if you're going to do it, we're going to do it the right way. And cause let's also not forget, I, I left my job at Facebook in the middle of filming 
So there was still a possibility mm-hmm. that I would go back to Facebook. Okay. If there was ever a moment in time where I felt like I'm not going to make it far or this is not going to be like, you know, like I you need to go out home. That, like this wasn't the path for you. Yeah. 100%. Or, you or I just didn't like him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I was or you just didn't like, fall in love with the path. This guy's corny. <laughs> <laughs> I, we talked about that. We did. I was you were like, like leave. I was like, don't, I was like, just bounce, just Mm -hmm. bounce. Literally don't give any explanation. Just, just go. So Sienna helped me. She media trained me to go on the bachelor. Let's Mm -hmm. add an asterisk to that. Media trained. Yeah. But I do think that like when I remember you coming to my apartment in San Francisco, I remember this and I remember like looking at your face and it looked like you were like scared shitless. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, you didn't need to be scared, (sighs) but also like I kind of let, you know, I was like, yeah, what's going on? Even though I already knew what was going on. Yeah. It honestly knew. felt like you were coming to like break up or something. Like, do you have a really hard discussion? I kind of was. Um, but I remember you sitting me down and you're like, okay, like I have to tell you something. Like you can't freak out. Oh, and no. I was like, what? And I was like, I already knew. <laughs> um, and you're like, I've, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go on The Bachelor. And I remember just being like really silent. Yeah. And being like, can I ask you a question? I don't know if you remember me saying this. I do. But I said, what do you need from me in this moment right now? Is it to persuade you to go? Is it to inform you of my actual opinion, whether or not you take it? Mm-hmm. Or like, is it to walk you through the full perspective? Like, mm-hmm. what what can I give you in this moment of time? Yeah. And if you've already made up your mind, like, what do you need from me? Exactly. And I think that like... That was that crucial. Kind of, that was that, critical. I think that kind of surprised you. Because I think you I thought did. I was going to be like, oh, I can't, you know. Yeah, 100%. Right. Because I also, I guess you have to look at it from my point of view too, is I felt like everyone in my life at the time had an opinion about it and was like you know, it was always one way or the other. And right. where did people fall, like, fit, like percentage-wise? For the most part, everyone was like, look, like, you know, here's the reality of the situation, but I think you should do it. Okay. And and I think what a lot of people didn't understand about maybe, like, our dynamic or something that, like, people wouldn't understand about you was, like, I think I wasn't expecting you to have such a mature reaction. Thanks. I, n- not you it's just because no, I, I couldn't I tell you, you know were, yeah I, I so think, many people in my life read, though, too well so many people in my life I think will tell me what I want to hear oh or, yeah I'm, I'm not that person or people in my life will just trust that I have the, sure. the answer and let me run with whatever it is that I want to do like my family for example I think very much we're like we trust that whatever Bree's going to do for herself it's going to be fine because right. that was my entire yeah. life but I feel like you really gave me like you were literally like, what What do you need from me? Here are, here are three ways so we can have this conversation. Like? Well, so I think like there was the prep that came afterward. But in terms of like that conversation, it really was like, I, I basically said, I was like, look, like I want to make sure you're going on. If you're going to go on for like a business venture, like yeah. be honest with yourself about that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go on to find love, like be honest with yourself about it. And then that's kind of where I was like, and if you're not into it, bounce. Like, yeah. that, like have an intention to go into it. And like you yeah. defended it. What was my intention? I think you said like, look, like I'm looking for, I am looking for love, which I think was the right answer. Because yeah. I think if you were going solely for business, I'd be like, <laughs> like, you could, I was like, girly girly, I was like, no, like, I'll help you get a job somewhere. I'll help you get a job somewhere else right now. Exactly. Um, and then you said, I think I'm just open to new opportunities. Yeah. And I think that's the right mentality to go into something like that. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm going to support you in whatever you do. Like if you decide to come back to me after this and go, I want to come back to work, you know, at, at Meta or at Facebook at the time, or I want to, you know, work in entertainment comps or do something like that. Like I would help you in yeah. a minute um, or in a heartbeat, excuse me. And I said, I go, if you're going to do this, do this right. Yeah. 
And I think that's kind of where the media training came in. And I like <laughs> that like <laughs> phrase is like making me nervous. I know. Ex- because please I think, explain I what think media there's a training difference is. between like going in and like pr- being like prepped. <sighs> bless, yeah, you. bless you. Thank <laughs> you. Sorry, and being like prepped and almost fake. And that's not what this is. Right. This 100%. was like you're going to go on national television. Yeah. Like be intentional with what you have to say, especially as a, as a black woman, 100% which we talked about it in depth so much, um, on the, on the season with a black bachelor. Like there was, there's so much more, there was 100%. I actually have a perfect example of like what kind of media training we walked through. And mm-hmm. because the show was really like, I mean, let's also talk about like the fact that like producers are known to be very salacious, right? Like if you've ever seen be. the, ever seen the, what is it? The documentary called, um, oh my God, what is it called? No, they did it. They did like a series, yeah. like unreal or something. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so I just wanted to make sure that, if I'm put in a position right. on camera that I can walk away from this and be happy with how I responded mm-hmm. and be happy to where I could walk into a work setting mm-hmm. and know that people would still try to still would take me seriously. Exactly. I did never I never wanted to put myself in a situation where I could get embarrassed, where I can embarrass myself or where I wouldn't carry myself in a way where people would find respectable and notable. Mm-hmm. So a perfect example was never you're like, what if someone, maybe a per a a non-person of color comes up to you and says something offensive to you mm-hmm. or comes up and says a racial slur or says a racial slur in conversation mm-hmm. who without, are you- without even knowing like it's more yeah. like unintentional yes, yes. Yeah. who what are you gonna say mm-hmm. how are you gonna react what are you gonna do but so, I, like, I will give you the credit especially you know i i i'm i'm not you know black woman but i am i am hispanic I yeah i'm mexican-american woman yep. so i feel like a kinship to that kind of spirit 100%. as well and i think that like the amount of responsibility and unfortunate pressure that was being put particularly on on you and, and Matt and other folks on that season was, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. And yeah. so, like, there was, I think, this tension point where, like, you were also, you know, responsible for maybe speaking beyond just for you. And I think that's a it's an incredible burden every day to carry, but especially right on national television. And something yeah. that you and I think Matt probably could speak to this really well yeah. is it's like it's just not easy to navigate because mm-hmm. people then expect you to be the voice for the entire community. Right, right. right. Like essentially the same way that he was the first black bachelor. Like I'm sure as an afterthought, Matt would have been like that just wasn't a responsibility that I think I was ready to take on or the bur- a burden that came with it that mm-hmm. I that I didn't necessarily want the weight of mm-hmm. because it came with so right. many different, it came with so many strings attached to it. Yeah. And that makes prepping so much more important yeah. because percent. it's like you are um, great friends, your mentors, you know, Bree's story yeah. inside and out. So how can she actually can be the most authentic yeah. and shining version of herself right. yeah. versus actually relying on producers to create right. her story 100 I mean, we literally talked about like you know at a, and again i've never been a reality tv show like i've never been a reality tv i don't know the full process yeah you would for example but like oftentimes they ask you the same question and it's the same things like uh, <laughs> you would encounter as a comms person with like a journalist for example like they're going to ask you a question yeah 50 mm-hmm. different ways yep to try to elicit to certain g- responses yep and i think that like that's where you're like you need to be really confident in what you're saying yeah and i i mean I am biased, obviously, but like I thought you showed up like so incredibly well and like you really represented like a woman with a really great career on that show, which often mm-hmm. isn't portrayed. Yeah. Um, and I think that really I, I don't know. I feel like people really related to that. I think a lot of people did. Yeah. Which is Can, why I haven't gotten any hate. No. Oh, yeah. We we're talking <laughs> about hate comments. Can you give examples of like actual tangible things that you discuss that yeah. you were like, oh, Sienna, 
in my mind. Oh my god! I mean, you could. Everyone I swear, needs to go, we could literally go, watch the first episode. Everyone needs to go watch back. the first episode. I rem- like because I also wanted to make sure to that end that I was telling my story in an authentic way and being very clean and precise with it, not rambling, not you like also serving make it, in like, fillers. Easy for the producers. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And so I remember. I mean. That was a perfect tangible example is like they will ask you a question 10 different times okay, in so 10 different ways. Of that? Are you in love? Are you in Here, love? Let's, let's, let's role play this. Yeah. Are you in love with The Bachelor? <laughs> oh, wow. wow. We need to do another media training. I'm rusty. Well, what am I supposed <laughs> to say? Like, um, no. I mean, I think it was also like, you know, I'm I'm falling. We've had enough conversations, but I really want to get to the, to the yeah. hard questions. And then I would ask like, so you're falling. You you would you would agree that you're falling in love. Right? I would say that I there are certain there are certain things that I still need to know that I think are going to make my I'm I'm rusty. Well, I'm rusty. Yeah, I think there are certain another, things that I need session. to. Yeah, we definitely need to do another <laughs> but session. But other, that's a good example. Or it's like if someone asks you a question, like have a top line, have three bullets, and then summarize in a conclusion. Like it just makes mm-hmm. it also easier to follow as like a viewer. Yeah, your full train of thought. I'm trying to. What was wherever you're like, what was the moment where you're like, that was, that was me. Was it when I was quitting my job? What do you mean? Do you remember you were watching the television? You were like, oh, I knew that I you were watching- had a very clear story there. I think it was honestly, maybe the, it was the end of the first episode. And okay. I think I was like, it was almost like a proud soccer mom vibe yeah. thing where I was like, Aww. yes, like, there was like a sentence that was structured. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that like, I don't know. I just think that like by episode two, like you had... Actually, maybe it was like you and Matt were like sitting on the couch. Like you like really shined mm-hmm. on that for, first episode because mm-hmm. it just was like a really real conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like I didn't teach you that or anyone like that was obviously you. Natural. But I think, yeah. I'm a natural. She's a natural. She's authentic. <laughs> Bree Springs. I'm authentic and I'm a natural. I will say like the one shocking and surprising thing that came from that show is I felt so incredibly, incredibly comfortable on camera. Like, I mean, yeah, because I don't think they filmed me like 24-7. 24-7. I, I felt ha- I everyone was like, like, that must be so bizarre. And I was like. I had to like take a Xanax to come here for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after the first, after the first like hour, I was like, wow, I've got this. Like I can really, I can shine. Is that because so you didn't how- notice them? Yeah, I didn't notice them. It, I really did not notice them. I knew that I was there. I knew what I was there for sure. and I knew what I was there to do. And that's what I did. That is, oof. go you because <laughs> couldn't be me. <laughs> Are you sure? We're here. I'm sure. Should I'm, I? I'm here like this. I'm here like this. <laughs> yeah, like should I? Should I? Um, should I apply for the Bachelor for you? Should I nominate you to be no, on the Bachelor? No, thank you. Yeah, I mean it's gone. It's too late. Whatever. It, yeah, it's, it's I mean, late. been there, done that. Moving on. You are a proud employee of Meta. Yeah. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about your history, background there, the different sure. roles you've had? Um, I think Brie gave like a, a good summary. Yeah. Um, but like just to like top it off. Um, you know, I've been there for five years. It's been amazing. Um, I started in like ethics, kind of moved on to addiction, which was basically like, can, you know, people be overusing their technology, mm-hmm. launch some, launch some really good products, um, you know, the, with a great team of people, including the ability for you to see how much time you're spending on Instagram and Facebook, for example, and like setting like a reminder, like, Hey, you've reached your daily limit, um, launched a dating feature called Facebook dating, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And I know way too much amazing. about, you know, all about, yeah. Um, not for this podcast, for another <laughs> podcast. Um, and then, you know, had the, had the very, um, you know, great opportunity that I'm incredibly fortunate for, for working, uh, for Fiji Sima, who's the current CEO of Instacart, who was the former head of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and today I still work, um, and lead, lead com, exec comms for 
which is executive comms. I should yeah. not be using <laughs> executive comms for the head of Facebook today and just um, leading special projects. And that's kind of very vague, but it, my job is different every single day, I think, too. But um, but yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, just given your career, tra- your career trajectory, who's because we're going to get into this, but mentorship, mm-hmm. but who's someone you aspire to be or what's one role you aspire to be in? You know, it's funny you say that because I was having a conversation last week with uh, a friend of mine who um, recently got like a new job and Mm -hmm. she was talking about like quintessential interview questions that are like really just like, well, you're going to ask me that. And one of them is like, where do you want to be in 10 years? Mm. And I thought like really long and hard about that answer for whatever reason. And when you ask me like, you know, what do you want to, where do you, what's the quintessential role? Like, I don't think I can actually answer that. Mm. And I think like from the bottom of my heart and like the most truthful way, like I think the job that I have in 10 years, I hope is something that I find completely unfathomable today. Yeah. And that's due in part to, and I hope I'm like deeply unqualified for it today. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I like, because I hope that, I hope the job that I have in 10 years is something that like, doesn't based exist. Off, doesn't exist. Or like, I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd ever be qualified for. Mm-hmm. And that's due to like the people that I meet, the experiences that I have and the things that I learn. And so, you know, I think that also, I don't think puts a limitation on what's possible too. Yeah. I have like a really whack sense of like, there is no, I love it. there's, there's no, no ceiling. No one can tell you no. The glass no. ceiling was broken by Hillary and now we're <laughs> and just, now just ascending. Ascending through. There is no I think ceiling. There's so much like about like when you put like self limitations on yourself, what you can accomplish. Yeah. I think that's half the barrier. And if you 100%. kind of lift that, mm-hmm. like um, when I lift when that I, for yourself and for others. When I thought I wouldn't get the job at Facebook. I mean, the right answer should be like, let me give you 400 reasons why you should hire me. And if you don't, like, I mean, I literally like, I won't say what job this was or like what internship, but I remember being like, I think it was down to me and some other, one other person. Mm -hmm. And I straight up on the phone was like, if you hire this other person, it will be the biggest mistake of your life. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like an intern. You tell that. Yeah. Yeah. And like the person probably is like, who's this crazy girl? But like, (laughs) I had, I got the end. I don't know if that, that sealed the deal, but like, yeah, I, they probably were like, wow, I wonder if this would be the biggest mistake of my life. Yeah. I mean, obviously it wouldn't, but right. like, what's the worst that was going to happen? I didn't yeah. get the job. Like boohoo. At exactly. That point. Wasn't meant to be. But also what if that made all the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about interviewing oh, and yeah. how to get your dream job? Yeah. I, that was literally me. Sienna literally helped me get my dream job. How, how do you break it down? How does someone see someone like you and is like, how can I get to your level? So what a little question. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's interesting because I, you know, I think this goes to some of like the really good advice. I don't know if we want to get into like the advice portion of of this kind of conversation, but I think it's really figuring out like what you want. And I think it's really important to note that like a job's not gonna ever be a hundred percent of what you want it to be, right? If it mm-hmm. was, it'd be called a hobby. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If you love something, it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. But I'm a firm believer that if you can get really close to the majority of it, then you're living the dream. Yeah. And I think it's like whatever that job is, if you can wake up in the morning and look yourself in the mirror and be like, today's going to be a good day and I really like who I am today. Yeah. That's a win. Mm -hmm. And in terms of like figuring out how to do that, it's a lot of trial and error. Mm -hmm. I actually think there's more power in knowing what you don't want to do than knowing what you do want to do. I feel like you've helped me so much learn that about like just in the last few years of like thinking about what I want to do, I always start with, okay, but what, what do I not like? Or just try everything. And if you figure out you don't like it, that's actually so powerful Mm because then you're never going to want to do it again. Exactly. And then you get even closer and closer and closer to like what you actually do want to do. Exactly. And then I think the other thing is like say, say yes to everything. 
say yes to everything everything even if your plate is like so full mm-hmm. I like always raise your hand and be like you know what I'll take the project I'll mm-hmm. work do the whole thing do the grind mm-hmm. that's how that's how it, it ends up paying off yeah because that's how you get responsibility other people recognize you and then you get promoted right? that and also you just like figure out who you really are at, yeah you know at the same time mm-hmm. um and like it, I'm all for you know you're not qualified until you try something right yeah yeah. You're not an expert until you do it. Yeah. And even until you fail. Maybe. I mean, failure every, failure teaches you a lot of things. I want to kind of get into the meat of this a little bit. Can you just, what is mentorship to you? What is mentorship and what is that, what does mentorship mean to you? So I think there's actually like the umbrella term of mentorship, right? But I actually think there's like three supporting different sections within mentorship. I think there's an advisor. Mm. I think there's a mentor. And I think there's a sponsor. I think they all serve very different purposes. Okay. I think an advisor is someone who you could go to for one-off advice. It's someone that like you maybe stay in touch with a couple times a year. You grab a coffee every once in a while, but it's not someone that you're like super mutually invested in their life or yours. Mm -hmm. I think that a mentor is someone who you are like mutually having a, like a mutual relationship that you're consistently investing in from both sides. Um, a clear understanding of what you want out of that relationship and how that person can help you get it. I think it's something you have to maintain over time. And it's a, it's a much, it's a much larger investment than an advisor. Yeah. And then I think there's the sponsor and I want to give all the credit in the world to uh, Fiji Simo, who um, like is super passionate about sponsorship. And that's kind of like the next level of mentorship, which is like you're in a boardroom or it's usually someone who's like, you know, quite senior at the company you're working for or someone who's like kind of like a, a big wig in the industry in which you work for or like more of like a thought leader who or even a manager, I would say, who can go into a room that you're not in mm-hmm. and be like, I'm willing to put my ass on the line for this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm vocally sponsoring you. I'm willing to like put a stake in the ground. Yeah. And that's kind of the three kind of different variations of, you know, advisor, mentor and sponsor. Of what mentorship was. And mm-hmm. what was your what was your first um, exposure to mentorship? Honestly, like probably TV or yeah. like a movie mm-hmm. or like, you know, something like that. And I think I, everyone kind of understands, like they hear the term mentor. Um, I think I'm trying to think of like when I first, oh my gosh, sorry. When I first, um, got exposed to a mentor. Was whenever you're interning at Apple? Yes. That's when I had my first one, but I'm trying to very hard to think of like, like what anyone movie. before. I think yeah. I wrote this down. I'm trying to think of like what movie I saw that was like, honestly, like probably something like, I mean, again, I'm not like a Star Wars fan, but like a Yoda. The devil wears like, Prada. That was a, a manager <laughs> story about like, a woman who was. Like, and that was like, so bad. Okay. That's like, terrible that's like the actual. No, wait, sorry. Not a shitting actually on the worst. Okay, but maybe, the worst but maybe a, a very, an example could have been like the guy that helped her. Nigel. Was it not, was it Nigel? Yeah, like yes. that could have been an example if we, want, if we want to try to recover that example. <laughs> but I think it's kind of like maybe like Yoda. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't Yoda. know. Uh, Yoda is the quintessential mentor, kind or of, like right? sc- scandals. The one I think of. Oh, that's okay. I mean, that's the one that you're. That's going like a for. fixer. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, when she picks all the young lawyers yes, who are like, she's like mentoring like that th- those group of people for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think I. My first mentor that or I got exposed to someone that I wanted to be my mentor when I was an intern at Apple and I was 19. Yeah. And I've been super fortunate. I think like the bottom line is, is like I can credit a lot of my success and my ability to kind of navigate, you know, through some of the toughest times 
whether that's been at work or even mentally, um, personally, to the people that I've been very fortunate to call mentors of mine. Yeah. And so mentorship can be super formal. It could also be super casual. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you ask someone to be your mentor in each of the three different categories? Right. So I actually think I took it a step. I think it's kind of cute and funny. And I, at least for a handful of the ones that I've like asked to formally be my mentor, I like proposed with a ring pop. I thought that was like really cute. And I was like, will you be it? You know, (laughs) it is a commitment, right? Like it is actually, if it's done in my mind properly, like it really is a commitment on both sides. Um, And so I think from like an advisor perspective, I don't know if you have to formally ask someone to be an advisor. Mm -hmm. I think it's just someone that like you can gut check. It could be, you know, coworker at, you know, who's maybe a couple levels above you at work. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that needs like a formal request, but in your mind, that's kind of how I would categorize it. I also think it's a really healthy way to look at it of like, I've, you're creating a board of directors for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love and on that. this board of directors are a multitude of people that serve a multitude of different purposes. Mm-hmm. And um, you are the CEO. You are the CEO <laughs> of your life. And you yeah. need a board of directors, not necessarily, t- you know, it's kind of like a company board of directors. Like at the end of the day, they can like help inform and sway. And they do have a stake in like the investments you're making. But at the end of the day, if you're the CEO, like you're making some decisions. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Soundbite. And I think like for a mentor, um, for both a mentor and a sponsor, like I think more so on the sponsors a lot more. There's probably a little bit more to prove in terms of someone like putting their professional name on the the Mm -hmm. line for you. But I think it's formally asking. And I think even taking it a step back before you ask someone, I think it's like really important to do a couple of different steps. I think the first one is like really sitting down and understanding What do you need? Mm -hmm. Because I think that like that will actually inform who you need to be your mentor. And I think it's, we should be cognizant of the fact that like, you know, sometimes you may not be exposed to the appropriate people that you, that you're hoping to be your mentor. Right. Yeah. So figuring out, okay, what do I need? And like, what do I hope to get from this kind of mentorship is the first step. The second step is, okay, let me look at my existing network, write down the list Mm -hmm. and then meet with those folks And figure out if they have people within their network that might be an appropriate fit for what you're trying to look for. Mm -hmm. The third step is, okay, I've kind of assessed my network. I've assessed what I need. Does what I need fit with like the people that are in this network that can actually help me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's kind of like I'm making an ask. And I do think that if you're going to ask someone who like you don't know, you should invest a lot of time in getting to know them. Like Mm -hmm. you don't want to just ask for the sake of asking, like will you be my mentor? Because it is an investment that they're making and you should have some kind of foundation to build on. Yeah. Um, and then once you ask, you know, you, I think it's important to kind of set the standard of what you hope the relationship is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's probably an assumption where you assume you just go to them if you have problems. And I actually think that's not the case. Like you also want to hear from them. You want to get yeah. wisdom on a random Tuesday, not just when you like feel like you have a problem. Yeah. Um, and then I think the fourth step is just maintaining that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I, I think it's really important when you said that it's an investment from their end too, because I think that there are a lot of examples of people that are higher up at former companies of mine, or even instances where people LinkedIn message me where it's like, have you put enough research and effort into understanding Mm -hmm. who this person is? And maybe also how you as an individual, maybe you have market research as a younger person can help them in their job too. Yeah. Right. But it's like, look, people are busy. Yeah. And like, everyone has a finite amount of time to like be able to spend on themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I also think that when I, we can get into this too, but like if people have, have asked me, 
to be their mentor. Like there's a multitude of things that goes into that. But I also want to be like, do I want to work for this person one day? Mm-hmm. Like I actually asked myself, like, you know, do I want to work for this person that I've asked? Most of the time I have worked for them. But also if I'm trying to mentor someone, like would, would they give me a job when they're super, if I'm super successful? Yeah. And the goal is, hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Right? Like, exactly. So do you feel like a mentor can make or break your career? Or have, sorry, having a mentor, is that a make or break for your career? Like, do you think everyone, if you are, well, maybe not for yours, but in general, like, do you think people need mentors to go really far? I don't know if I can make like that grandiose of a statement, Yeah, but I think that like, it sure as hell doesn't hurt. Yeah. And I would say that like, I would not be where I am today without having had mentors. And I think Mm -hmm. when I that to me is the evidence that shows that like there is just net net positive mm-hmm. outcomes of that. Yeah. And all of my mentors, my board of directors is very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all, they all come from different walks of life. I go to them for different things. Um, and I'm incredibly grateful for their friendship and for their ability to allow me to look through to like, basically like mentorship. If I had to boil it down is the ability to look at your life through someone else's eyes for mm-hmm. like a hot second. Like a 360 of... It's not even a 360. It's the mm-hmm. ability for me to basically say, if you were me, how would my life look to you? Yeah. And that's like a very like introspective way yeah. of thinking about mentorship. But it's just like a gut check to be like, you know what? For the next five minutes, I would like you to see my life through your eyes. Right. And then, you know, ideally you become a little bit more well-rounded after that. Yeah. I think it also kind of gives you, to your point, it gives you a little gut check of like, am I doing this right? <laughs> but I think, or am but I, I think, doing this completely but doing, wrong? But doing things right and wrong is subjective. Is, is, yeah. is, is subjective. It totally is. But it, it feels like if, if I'm going to you for a gut check of like, okay, what do you think? Some Like, you know, if if if, if our views are aligned, then it's going to give me a clear sense of where I think I'm going, if that's exactly what I was trying to get from it. But I think it either confirms what you already knew in your gut or... or it makes you go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Which both, both are very helpful. Right. Both get you closer to the answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now that now that you're at the place that you're at in your career, how do you elevate the mentees in, in your life? You know, it's like one hand up, one hand down is how I look at it often. Like someone's raising you up, you better grab someone on the one when you're rising as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best thing you can do, right? It's just like lift up people that are underneath you based off of the experience that you've had. Yeah. And so I, I personally think it's an immense responsibility and it's a huge investment in one worth making. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really excited to, to be able to do that today. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like throughout the rest of my career. Cause I think that like, it's all about paying it forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also I want to work for the person that I'm like, yeah. mentoring yeah, at yeah. some point. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. And that'll, that'll pay off in 10, like in, that'll pay off at the end. Yeah. So Sienna's already worked for me, by the way. Boom, boom, boom. There well, is a, there, there there from to, her. There is a dollar Venmo charge. <laughs> I just need to compensate her well, properly. Well, you're the reason we're all here. I would she never is. have, this would never have been a thing. So thank she you really so much. <laughs> um, I'm curious in the third one, which is so important about sponsorship right. and actually progressing in one's career. Mm-hmm. As a woman in tech, of course, it is extremely male dominated mm-hmm. as a woman of color as a Hispanic woman, you also have another, um, you're a minority in two ways. So how do you really think about creating sponsors that are able to elevate you, especially in a market where 
people might not look like you. It's an immense responsibility mm-hmm. because oftentimes, whether it's tech or just a job in general, there's going to be people that aren't going to look like you in the room, right? Yeah. And um, if there's not a seat at the table, you better bring a folding chair, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you had to get into the room as well mm-hmm. um, to a certain extent. And so, you know, I think I feel an immense responsibility and I kind of alluded to it before of like, you know, on a, one hand up, one hand down to carry someone up with you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I would be remiss, remiss if I said that there were a lot of people that look like me um, in, in, in a lot of rooms. I think that's just like a generic thing. I, I assume you guys would say probably the same thing, of just mm-hmm. like a job in general. Um, but I also think that like there's no better time. Yeah. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. I am so fortunate and I, and I, on my board of directors, I have, I mentioned like just a diverse slate of folks. And one of them is this like amazing, amazing black woman who like mm-hmm. is the most powerhouse woman I've ever met. Um, and she's taught me a lot about myself too, in that respect. Yeah. And I think I can only hope that for, you know, for those people, especially the Hispanic women who want to like break through um, to the tech industry in general, that I can, for those that I, that I encounter on my journey, that I can be even half of half as helpful yeah so i mean this has also made me realize too wait i had this like very insecure moment at facebook where you didn't talk to me for a little bit when i first started why and i was just emailing people well it was like a few months was it a few months okay listen this is where i'm going with this there's a few moments i felt like there was moments (laughs) where where we weren't we weren't going to get, you were the only person that I knew there. We weren't going to get lunch every day. We weren't going to like grab coffee every day. It was very much like a check-in, like, hey, how are you doing? Okay. In that moment, and then I remember there was a switch where it's like, we did go get lunch every day. And we did talk about like, what are you working on every day? And then we did talk about other life, like other life, personal, professional things. But in that moment, I think it signified to me that you were also just waiting to see if if I sank or I swam. Really? And and I mean this in like the in the best way because it was almost like you it was like a test. Like it was like how far can she get on her own? At least that's how I perceived it to be. Interesting. And it was like I think you were also making sure that you that you would feel comfortable enough to put your neck on like to stick your neck out for me in the event that it were to happen. Like you I guess to me that was my signal of like I know Sienna will be my voice in a room when yeah. I'm not there. I know that she'll stick her neck on the line for me. I know that she's invested in me yeah. in my career. That was the switching. That was the aha moment for me. Really? Is for me, it was like, now, like I trust you even more as a mentor because I know you're not doing it just for the fun of it or just because we know each other. I, mean, just I take it that's super seriously. You do. I think that's what it was is you were very much like, I can, I can be this voice for her. And I felt that like, I was like, I have a mentor. Like I have someone who's yeah. invested in me. I have someone who believes in me. I have someone who's going to also give it to me, give it to me very real. But I was so appreciative of that at in a world like Facebook because I guess, and maybe a lot of people will feel this in, you know, whatever industry or work that they do, but it felt like there's always a game of politics. And if you don't know how to play a game of politics, like you might not necessarily succeed or get to a point that you want to be. So I was very thankful for the mentors that I had who would just be very honest with me in situations. I think I think the topic that you're talking about transcends every job. Mm-hmm. I like that's not yeah. specific to anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not even politics. It's like just navigating a just navigating adult, cor- adult, adult corporate life. Yes. Like, yes. And I think that like there's no college class that will teach you. Like that's just life. One hundred percent. But like those are the that's why people 
are there to lift you up in rooms that you're not right and yeah. like a lot of it comes from you know proving that that you're worth the investment as well right mm-hmm. that's kind of where that mm-hmm. duality of that investment comes like the mentor invests in you and the mentee has to invest back yeah so um, yeah what does that look like because i know people are always like just succeed but as <laughs> if someone's tra- starting a new job what yeah. should they do to be successful Again, success is subjective, right? I think it goes back to the statement that I made of like, if you can wake up and and look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm I'm happy with the human that I am today, like that is success. Mm -hmm. And that also means deriving value from more than just your job. And I realize that is the pot calling the kettle black with me because I I take my job (laughs) very seriously. But I, um, and I think that's actually where a mentor can come in and, and kind of level set. I think life is full of ups and downs as is one's career, right? Like we, we talked earlier about how there is such immense power in failure. Mm-hmm. And I hate failing. I think I would say everyone here does, but yeah. it's in the it's in the worst of times when you really figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. And true. everything that didn't pan out, like I look back at opportunities that I thought I really wanted and probably maybe would have been great at and it would have been like a different path for me to take. Every single rejection, everything that's bad that happens is for a reason. Mm-hmm. And again, it's it's in those low times where you can look at yourself and go, wow, I really learned about myself. Mm-hmm. And I think those are some of the most important lessons that I've learned from mentors. Um, because I think it, it, it's not just a steady like climb. Yeah, It's like almost like a shoots and ladders. Like you can go across, you can go up and go diagonal. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you go down and sometimes you go down so that you can rise two levels above at a later time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's like a really big part of um having mental health like being strengthening your mental health um as part of that as well especially mm-hmm. in today's day and age mm-hmm. yeah i can you tell that she's a comms manager <laughs> i can't tell because there's a begin middle end there's <laughs> no everything. rambling it's just to to literally everything well i want to get into that i want to get into like you know the larger theme of mentorship in a in a minute but i think to to kind of close this like topic on mentorship not close it but um your experience in mentorship yeah what's one reason that you probably would not take on a mentee or what are reasons that you think people don't take on mentees because i've been rejected before by a mentor and it doesn't feel good. doesn't feel right. good i mean rejection if it's a date if it's a mentor whatever it's gonna suck right yeah um i think i would do it for a couple of reasons one Am I better capable at being an advisor to you than a mentor? For now. A no is not a no forever. Yeah. But maybe we start out as an advisor because we're getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. I think the second thing is, is like, maybe I'm cognizant enough to know I don't have the time that is that you need for it to be worth both of our times. Yeah. And that at the end of the day, I'm doing a disservice to you. Mm-hmm. And the third is, maybe I don't have what you need. Like mm-hmm. if you've, pro- if you've, you know, I alluded to the steps earlier, but like if one of the things you've identified is like, you know, I really want to be, you know, a financial advisor, <laughs> like, um, I'm probably not the best person to help you accomplish that. And so yeah. I should help direct you it to my network that maybe I do know someone who would be better suited fit. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, a no isn't a no forever. A no is just a no for now and, and it could come come around at a different capacity at a later time. Wow. And this could be used for dating advice too. It yeah, really dating, mentorship, really going to the grocery store, whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the apples in season, but <laughs> they'll be here in a couple months. Okay, so what's the best way to find a mentor? Is it like cold calling on LinkedIn? Is it DMing? 
you know, I think those are options, but like, mm-hmm. I think that's where you need to like be okay with like maybe potential rejections and just mm-hmm. like figuring out if you want to, it's almost like dating. Like you go get mm-hmm. a coffee, you suss each other out. You're like, do I follow up after? Like, yeah, like it's basically that yeah. sense. But I think for me, um, you know, there's, I have, I have a handful. I have, uh, th- you know, three to four, um, and all of them I've either worked, I've, I've actually worked for or were connected via someone that was a mentor. Mm, yeah. Um, and they were all at very different stages of my life. Yeah. But there's a clear line that I can draw between all of them. Yeah. Like that have it can attribute, like if this didn't happen, it, they were all catalyst points within my career wow. to get me to where I'm at now. How do you know when to engage with a mentor? Because I guess I, they're, they're obviously not doing the same, but you know, when you have a friend who's like, oh, this friend always comes and she's when she always asking for things or she only comes whenever she has a problem. Like, what is the proper way to engage with a mentor so that way you are giving to the relationship as much right. as you're taking from it? I mean, look, like I've called Tom Williams will love that I'm saying Tom Williams. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Shout out Tom Williams. Tom Williams. Um, Tom, hey. I love Tom. Um, Tom was my manager for the last several years at at Facebook and he now has one of the coolest jobs I think I could ever imagine. He is yeah. the uh, SVP of global communications for Universal Music Group. That's yeah. A, that's like crazy. literally I was like, you are, you are in charge awesome of nine person. out of the 10 top artists in this world. Like Cardi B, <laughs> everyone, Sam said everyone. Um, and I have called Tom at midnight crying mm-hmm. for an emergency, personal and professional. Um, I also just texted him last week and I was like, I thought this was a fun, I like took a picture of like, something stupid on the subway and I was like I thought this was funny <laughs> and I'm like you should look at it or like I sent him an article and I was like isn't this dumb <laughs> like so I think like Tom Tom and I obviously I you know I love him to death um and I think like for example I my uh the three most notable mentors that like to, to call out are Tom is obviously one of them yeah um my first mentor Jennifer Bocock who is a total I mean these are badass women yeah like I just am like so grateful to even have their number <laughs> yeah but she um was like an OG person on the Apple comms team who like launched iPhone. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at the history books, like from 50 years, I'm like, this is like, this where is were you moment. when yeah. the iPhone was launched? Like she yeah. was like, I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually hired me for two more years at Apple yeah. and then gave me my first job at Dolby. And so mm-hmm. like when I kind of alluded to like drawing the line, like I owe, the, I owe that woman everything. Yeah. And she's someone that like, you know, I got, I got lunch with her a couple months ago when I was home in the Bay Area and it was just like a check-in. I'm just like, I want to, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, she was going through a career change at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she recently moved to Georgia and was like prioritizing family. And like a lot of my questions were like, you know, how was it to make, how, what, it, what was it like to make a personal decision over yeah. like your career for the first time? And I think I actually just want to like give her a shout out because like my, I grew up with a dynamic where my mother was like a, my mother's a dentist and like she was like a working mom. And like, I think that's, yeah. I want to celebrate all working moms beyond that. But, she, yeah. but her, her husband actually stayed home and raised their daughters. Mm. And I thought like, you know, 15 years ago, that wasn't as normal of a dynamic. And I think that like, I look at that and I have a lot of questions where I'm like, you know, you, there were trade-offs. Like, did you go to the soccer game or did you go to work? Like, right. Um, and then my, my third mentor um, is Jennifer Martin, who I mentioned. Uh, she lives in Atlanta and I worked with her at Apple. She used to be like a badass um, running comms over in just like the city of Atlanta. She was like just like an omnipresent name and uh, was hired uh, when like Steve Jobs was um, transitioning out and then eventually passed away. Um, and now she is like an SVP of comms for, um, do you know WebMD? 
Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. like the Oprah and the CEO of WebMD have a company together mm. and like Oprah's like health yeah. sec- section of her like millions of companies. Well, yeah. And she, I called her my summer going into senior year and I was like, will you hire me for an internship? Mm-hmm. She goes, get, get your ass out to Atlanta. You got a week. And I go, great. <laughs> and so I'm talking, I'm video chatting with her on Monday just to like catch up. Yeah. So to round back out to your original question, you know, I, I check in mostly because I'm also invested as friends. Like these, exactly. are, these are people that I really that, actually exactly. care about. Mm-hmm. And I want to know if like your daughter went to college, like it's an exciting moment. Or I want to know if you like, you know, got a new job. Like, and so it's, it's maintaining communication as you would a friendship. Right. Um, so qualities over quantity. You don't need to have 25 mentors. You don't need you 25 mentors. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can if you want that big of a board of directors. But, you know, board of directors is usually like Small. seven people and below. And sometimes right. you vote people out. Sometimes <laughs> yeah, they leave. I, I do. <laughs> I actually think that's an interesting concept because I think sometimes like something's run that runs course. Like if someone's yeah. like, I, I've, I can, I've done everything that I can give you. Yeah. Um, but I haven't had to retire from the bench yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then it can transition to an advisor position. Right. Or like it's very fluid, right? I yeah. mean, you can have people that sit in one category forever. You can have people that move throughout because like, you know, for a sponsor, for example, like, what if you just don't work at the company anymore? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Then, like, you being in you a room can't. is not going to matter to me. Exactly. So, but I think that's, like, really powerful, too, mm-hmm. um, is that you can kind of float between. Yeah. Speaking of the fact that your mentors can advise you about personal. Oh, yeah. Outside of work, inside of work stuff. What is the best piece of advice and a mentor? Okay, I wrote this down because I didn't want to mess has this given up. you. <laughs> You're like already answering the <laughs> question. Yeah. I haven't even finished finish finish your statement. Don't worry, my prep doc here. Um, <laughs> always prep. Always. Be That's prepared. what I got from you. Always be prepared. Um, I want to like read these out, and then I want to see. I'm just so curious to get your guys' perspective on this. Yeah. Um, the first is regret serves a purpose, as mm-hmm. does rejection. Oh my god. Oh. Soundbite. <laughs> I mean, um, six. I, I, I. This was like I think I'm paraphrasing, but like, success comes from everything that you experience, mm-hmm. and experience comes from failing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I feel like that first one really resonates with me because. I think it makes me, I feel like there's so much, especially whenever you're, I don't even know if this is like the right way to say this, but courting a mentor or like courting someone to be your mentor is like there. I mean, the way you look at it is like people are busy, you know, just because you get a no doesn't mean that could be a no right now. And also it's nothing personal. Mm -hmm. So I feel like just getting comfortable with getting, even if it's a job that I don't get that I might really want. Yeah, but like you may want it now, but then like in five years you're like, whoa. Thank, well, thank goodness God I didn't get I did 100%, 100%. But that's 100%. why the, the rejection has helped me just put myself out there and be comfortable with being uncomfortable in these moments because it happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a couple more. Yeah. I like couldn't narrow it down. <laughs> we need them all. Run towards something, never away from something. Wow. And I look at that particularly when you're taking on a new job. Mm. Like I think a lot of times, and I've had friends who've done this. I don't think I've done this before luckily um but oftentimes you feel like you're in a corner mm-hmm. and you're like i'm so miserable i gotta leave yeah and you can't see the f- what is it, the phrase you can't see the forest through the trees kind of thing mm-hmm. some of the phrases but basically like you're unable to make as clear of a decision as possible because you're just running yeah mm-hmm. um jennifer martin gave me this advice whether she remembers it or not <laughs> was picture your life 10 to 20 years from now and work backwards i get that to you wow. yeah yeah that one's yeah and I was like, 
And that's a little bit more on like the personal side, like mm-hmm. more like the financial and like what kind of life you want to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lastly, try everything twice. Wow. I love that one. That's a great one. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's for it, your personal and professional. Yeah. It ties to the regret serves a purpose thing because mm-hmm. when you said that, Everything I've regretted hasn't been random. It has been something that... it's taught you something. Yeah, it's taught me something. And it's something that I actually... If something happens for no reason, like, I can't have a control over it. Regret is something that I fucked up on. And, like, I did something that was bad. So it's, like... Or or it's because you didn't do something. Yeah, yeah. Or because I was so stagnant. I was scared. I wasn't actually running towards my problem. You know, I Mm -hmm. for when I was applying to college, I so desperately wanted to go to Georgetown for undergrad. Mm -hmm. And I started the application and I never submitted it. Well, that application sucks. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I like really regretted it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I was like, so then I was like, oh, I think I'm going to get a master's. I was like, you're absolutely I'm going to be a Hoya. Yeah. Mm Because they fucked up the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not going to make the mistake again. Yeah. But like it and it panned out well. I could have been in D.C. Who knows what my life looks like. And it panned out well. No, seriously. You would have been Olivia Pope. But I now mean, I, mean I wish. You are, still, you are still on the pathway to being. I mean, you are Only Olivia Pope. Only if I can just wear fabulous coats. You're the Olivia Pope of Silicon Valley. I wish. <laughs> that is that is not true at all. I, I wish. And maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe you're on the way there. I love when you said that um, she might not agree, like, know that she told me this. Every single thing a mentor's told me, and I'm like, five years later, I'm like, this really transferred my whole life. They're like, I don't <laughs> remember honestly, saying like, that. I think she probably was like in the car, like, being like, oh, Sienna's <laughs> called me. Like, just get on the phone, whatever. They but just I mean, whoop up some. Yeah, wisdom. I was like, just dropping some knowledge. But that's like, what I love about my mentors is knowing that it's like they can do this stuff in their sleep, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, they but like have, that's but like they that the, also the humanizing point is like they always that wasn't always the case, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They so got like, to that point right. to be able to so give it gives you me faith that eventually that advice can be like that too. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah, you're that person for me though. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm gonna yeah. start charging you now for this episode. I know I will compensate Life you, coach. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's that's amazing, and I'm really happy to have you on this episode to really talk about that because I've personally felt like I'm at the place that I'm at in my life, and I only have my mentors to thank for that. Like it's the something that you told me that stick stuck with me thus far for these last couple of years is just like you you should be seeking advice from people that that are experts in that field or they're at a place in their life that you admire or that you want to be at right like i'm not going to go to my friend who has never had a job before asking her like which career decision should i should i sure. make because you you're just getting a lot of unnecessary noise and mm-hmm. and feedback but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's made me go it's made me be very intentional about the people that i tell things to it makes me very intentional about who i seek out who i surround myself with who is going to be my advisor my sponsor and my my mentor but i do want to like as your mentor I want to push back and say that like you're also the one who's in the driver's seat. Like, I'm not making these decisions for you. And I would argue you probably haven't taken all my advice, which you are, you should not. Yeah. You're your own individual person. One, 100 yeah. percent. Like, I know, give your, 100%. Give yourself some credit. Like, but you, you taught me that too. Like, it's like, you don't have to, like, you're, you're taking in information to make an informed decision on your sure, own. Sure. Again, it goes back to like, you're allowing, you're like letting someone else you know, you're seeing yourself through someone else's eyes yeah. and you get a different perspective. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it makes me feel much more confident in, in your the decisions decision. that and I'm going to make. the decision that you already knew you were going to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I really like the look back, figure out where you want to be in 10 years and look back because you can't, you can't (laughs) just go through life every day without a plan. Like you have, I think it's more like existential than that. It was Mm -hmm. like, and again, she won't remember. Maybe, maybe she just will say she remembers this, but it was like, what kind of car do you want to drive? Mm -hmm. Do you want to have kids? Where do you want to go on vacation? Mm -hmm. Do you want to go to vacation to Mexico or do you want to go to like, you know, somewhere closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and those are like real life questions. Yep. And like, granted, you can't control all of that outcome, but you can sure as hell channel the energy that you're doing today into mm-hmm. that in, in, a, in a proper, more direct way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I, it. Do it, do it. I want to ask you, I think a lot of the people that are listening, it's going to be a lot of different age groups. Right. Um, But it will be pe- women and men. And non-binary. It will be people that are early <laughs> in their careers. Sorry. So I also think like I'm only 29. Like I don't want to yeah. be like I'm 72 Jeez. years old. <laughs> but there, <laughs> like I also like on the she spectrum looks how, 29 on the, the spectrum. <laughs> I'm paying way too much money to not look 29. So let's hope not. But I think that like <laughs> well, not 72. You look. I when I met you, I thought you were. I thought you were 25. Thank you. Yeah. Everyone at Facebook drinks some fucking water where they all look like they're in their early 20s they look like they just graduated college it's fucking bizarre i think it's just this lovely new york uh tap water and um the air (laughs) the air it's the air air. well let's not get it twisted you just got to new york so i don't know that it's new york i could probably say it's the bay area for sure probably yeah it's just everyone that i met in their prime we were in the bay area but but to your point like I am still very much early on in my career, considering yeah, yeah. careers are forty or fifty years old. Like, yes, 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 yes. Career yeah. which is exp- which is advice in itself. Like we are early in our careers. <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, I again don't. I'm like, oh, it, it's over on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, I'm not. It's not going to make it. <laughs> but obviously, to like my own point and yours now, like mm-hmm. no, like this is uh, for the long term. You yeah. got to be thinking long term, and it's hard to think long term. Yeah, yeah. Establishing who you want to be at work how you want to be perceived at work, all that stuff. So what is advice you have for people that are looking to transition careers or early in their careers? I mean, I would just say, like, say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of going to the point where it's like, you don't know what you don't like and you don't know what you do like. Yeah. Um, raise your hand, even if you're massively unqualified, within reason. Like, I'm not saying, like, if you're not a doctor, go perform surgery on someone. <laughs> yeah. I'm not at all saying that. But I'm also being like... YouTube it. <laughs> literally walk into the hospital and be like, I am ready. I played operation. <laughs> um, but for real, it's... it's You're your own worst enemy. You're the one who actually holds yourself back the most. And so, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. Like, you fuck up. Yeah. Then you'll try it again. And you'll not ever do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also think just like kind of going back to the point where it's like your career is really long. It's about making sure that like you're properly setting yourself up for that long term. Mm -hmm. And that's like trying to avoid burnout. And I'm not the poster child. I am like, you know, I, I've burnt out a couple of times and yeah, I think that's where it's like, you know, work can be your entire life, but it's making sure that you have other avenues of energy to, to make sure that you're being fulfilled elsewhere as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. I, I want to get into some really fun, some fun things. Ooh, yeah. I love fun things. I want to play a game of FMK. Frick, Mary kill. <laughs> for frick, frick, Mary kill. Okay. FMK, Palo Alto. Oh, I'm down for this one. Okay. <laughs> New York City. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Los Angeles. 
Okay, so, okay. Fuck, or frick, marry, kill. Mm-hmm. I would, I mean, I kind of want to frick, marry, marry and kill New York all at the same time. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I would probably frick New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I'd marry Palo Alto, mostly because I'm, like, from the Bay Area, so, like, okay, yeah. you know, yeah. solid place. Mm-hmm. And I would absolutely fucking kill L.A. Yeah. Damn. I am, like, not an L.A. person. What about San Diego? So I went to under we went to undergrad there, yeah. but um, I would have to. I would like marry, but like divorce San Diego. Yeah, and then DC. I actually think DC is like one of the most underrated places. You love DC. I like love DC. I yeah. think that like the art scene, like the food scene, it's actually quite yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I would say I would frick it. Frick it. Yeah. Frick it real good. I really want. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I, I really want to go to D.C. But OK. Have you never been? Never. Oh, you'd love it. I, it's I know. It's like super underrated and it's like yeah. a lot of transplants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really I, I need to need to go out and visit. Hot or not. Quiet quitting. Give me like the firm definition of quiet quitting. It is not making your life your whole job and really only doing the tasks that are in your like roles and responsibilities. Not going above and beyond. I think doing what's expected of you. I think it's hot if that's what you want out of life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not if it's not what you want in your life. I think Mm -hmm. it's like dependent on the person. Hot or not crop tops in the office. Oh my God. Hot or not being friends with your coworkers on social media. Mm hmm. You know, it's interesting because I, that was such a foreign concept until I got to, to my current job now. Yeah. But like, obviously we use the tools like that makes a little more sense. Yeah. Um, I think it depends what you're putting on there and how much you care. Okay. Hot or not working and putting it out on social. What do you mean? Like, you know how there are like, I work like day in my life at TikTok, day in my life at Meta, hot or not. Um, hot or not day in my life's at your corporate job. I guess if you have a really cool job, like, yeah, I think. Is that a comms nightmare? I I guess it could be depending on what's. If you're like, this job sucks. Right. But I also think that there's like, you know, there's some things that I will never know. Like I I would really be interested to know what it's like to be on a photo shoot for Vogue. If -hmm. someone wants to do, you know, like I would never going to have that job ever. That's true. Friending coworkers on Facebook is, or on social media is hard because it's like, yeah, like, it, it blurs your identities, right? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I, what about being your full, authentic, 100% authentic self at work? Should there be a work me and a non-work me? You know, I think for me, that's kind of, I feel like they can be blurred a little bit, but you got to keep something for yourself, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also think it really depends on the line of work you're in, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think a lot of people aren't in a traditional office anymore, so teach their own on that one but i think for my own personal sanity and also just like beyond that like let people wonder what you're doing yeah okay drinking with your coworkers, hot or not if it is in a non-hr violation way it is hot (laughs) (laughs) um no i think like i some of my closest friends are my coworkers. yeah and i also think that like they're the ones that can like empathize with you a lot of the times so it's like Very you're going through so. something mm-hmm. um shout out to jocelyn jones specifically mm-hmm. <laughs> um and sherry sherry was yeah for that sherry um, leonard and leonard of course and so yeah i think it can be i've gone on like i mean yeah. we like have gone on like trips together <laughs> oh my god yeah hot or not Hot or not, TikTokers. 
um, reels. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sienna, I'm sad that this concludes our time, but I'm so happy that you thank came you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is like my ultimate goal and dream. Ever. No, I mean, thanks for having me on my first podcast that I was not that as a guest versus like prepping someone for. Yeah. You, I mean, I've listened to the podcast of you prepped and they're amazing. I'm super oh, grateful for awesome. you guys. Um, this was really fun. I hope, this, so was fun. At some, like, hope this was helpful at all. Oh my God. <laughs> it was. I think people are going to listen to this and be like, I can do it. I can fly. I believe I can fly. <laughs> yes. You should all fly. Thank Anything you. Anything so is much. possible. Thank you for coming. Of course. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Yeah, But Who Cares? We care a lot about what you think. And actually, your reviews really help us out. So please like, subscribe, follow or comment and leave a review. Even if it's negative, we want to improve. And I'd like to give a big fat disclaimer. We are not professionals. We are not therapists. We are not financial professionals. So please seek out professional help. Um... And this podcast was produced with our friends over at Yeah, But Who Cares, including our trusty producer, Serena. Serena. Um, it was also produced in partnership with Under the Influence. Shout out Under the Influence. Shout out Under the Influence. Where can people find us? If you want to find us, you can find us on our personal pages, Bree Springs and Sesana. Yes. But more importantly, you can find Yabba Who Cares on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Did I miss anything? I, that's actually the most accurate one. Yeah, that's the most. Those are the most important ones. Yes. So thank you. Goodbye. See you next week. Kisses. Kisses. <laughs>